guys, welcome back to our podcast, People Bring Profit. Um, just want to start out by saying this today. Please go out and subscribe. I want to say that, say it, say it, say it many times. Man, it's uh, it's blowing up all over the all over the different reels we have, going crazy. But I need you to go out and subscribe to these podcasts for us and help out. But uh, hey, guys, how are y'all? What's going on? Yeah. Hey, you doing okay today? Doing great. At uh, Aspire to be headquarters here today. Uh, it's a you know, it's a beautiful day today. Uh, had the debate last night. We'll get into topics a little bit about that. Um, but this is a topic that I wanted to bring up uh, with us as a group. We get asked this all the time. As you, if you go follow our bios, again, I want to say if you're watching our reels, uh, go watch go watch the whole podcast, <laughs> so you know what you're really commenting on and understand us a little bit more. But uh, one thing, we are a franchisee um, of six different concepts, six different unique concepts, five of them being a franchisee, one being a, what are we now with Starbucks, Kim? A licensee. A licensee. I always yeah. screw that up. If you ever watch us talk about that, Justin, mm-hmm. I always screw that up. Um, but this is a question, and it, it kind of, I'm glad I kind of stole this one and put it in the line with our podcast topics, because I, I want to shout out to a to a, a sounds like a young mother that reached out and made a comment on my reels. And rarely do I go back and make comments on all the comments that we get. Kim tells me to stop it because some of them are, what do you call those guys? Yahoo's. Yahoo's. The trolls. Yeah, the ones that just attack us for everything that truly don't know our values or who we are or where we came from and what our true meaning of this is. Um, but there was one on there that kind of touched me because it's something that me and Kim take pride in. It was a young mother. And uh, shout out to you for asking that question. It was like, hey, what kind of franchisee can I or franchise can I get in with the young family? And again, my comment back to her was, and mine and Kim's comments back to all you, family members or people that would have young children like we did that grew up in the back of our stores is like, don't let your kids hold you back. Take them along for the journey because they can learn a lot with you and you can change your whole life destiny with this. So um, that's the topic of this, Kim and Justin, that I really want to get in here and talk about franchising and what's important to us and why do we like or why are we good at the franchising side and kind of start at like ground zero. Because we do that every day. We're, we're, we're looking at multiple franchises pretty much all the time. Justin comes in my office all the time. He's like, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, Kim, me and Kim travel down the roads, and we'll be in a big city. You know, Houston, Dallas is are traveling. Um, and we were in California this past week for her birthday, and we're just looking at different concepts and thinking, what is that? We don't have that in our area. So that's I wanted to kind of walk through this whole this whole purpose of uh, this co- this podcast of us how we look at going into a franchising and what kind of brands we look at what's the important things and what some of the check marks that Justin might look at as a CEO what I look at and Justin is the operating guy what he looks at and Kim is the financial and of all good things and protect us legally what do you look at mm-hmm. so I think that's where I want to kind of start this out as is like let's let's start at the beginning and the first thing I think a franchisee or a, a potential person that's looking to get in this business would be look at something you're interested in right oh yeah something that appeals to you something that you think is missing within your community or within a, a community that you're familiar with yeah For sure. and I think we did that too and that's what you know Interested in what, what was interesting to me and Kim was we just were wanting to start a franchise. We just wanted to get in the business. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to do something to get into something. And Justin, on the franchise side, it made it simple because me and Kim weren't the most professional business people at the time. We didn't know the whole business side. We knew we wanted to 
you know, be an entrepreneur. We want to own our own business. We, but what, on the operation side, it's important. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you're looking at a franchise, they're going to give you the playbook. But uh, having good work ethic and working hard and showing up and, and running the plays, it's a, it's a great opportunity um, to thrive because you might not have all the experience in the world when you're just getting when you're just starting out. You might not know the accounting stuff, the HR stuff, being able to make a menu. So uh, the franchise system really helps with that. And from from an ops perspective, I'm looking at things that and it might sound crazy of just like, does it smell good? Does it look clean? I remember going into the Bayville Jersey Mike's 25 years ago, and I remember Jersey Mike's. Oh, no. And I, we're not even <laughs> affiliated with them. But you ask what I look for in a, in a restaurant, but like, you know, the smell of what it was 20 or 25 years ago. And that brand has an essence. And it's like, Prices are going to go up. We're going to do remodels. They're going to look a little bit different. But does it still have the same essence that it did when I knew that that brand was 10 stores? And I feel like yeah. some of our brands do that really well. Like B-dubs still feels like a B-dubs to me. And I bartended with the old wooden bar. And it just feels really, really good. And they went from, you know, back then 50 stores to over 1,000. So if a franchise can make you feel like... It was one of the original experiences you had back in the day or when you used to enjoy it and you're getting into something you like. You got to pay attention to that because you're going to be there all the time yeah. and it's going to have to grow and scale. You're right. You're gonna, it's going to have to run without you being there. And those owners that lived in New Jersey for Mike's or you know Ohio for B-dubs, they're not going to be there with you. So you have to trust that their systems and their brand can grow with you. And you just got to have really good work ethic and want to be there and show up and connect with your community. Spend time there. Yeah, and for me, franchises alone are just like a turnkey yeah. concept. You know, you come into them, and they have everything planned out for you, basically. Yeah. They give you guidance on your budget. They give you guidance on your operations. And they give you guidance on your build-out and all the things. It's just a, it's a real turnkey concept that people that are young, starting out, asking questions like you referred to the young mom, franchise business is perfect yeah. for you especially if you don't have that um, knowledge or experience to draw from you know and that's that's important like you said it Justin it has the operation template basically this is you know this is this volume you should do this is the employee staffing you should have um, it helps you with the legality of it Kim on that side too and yeah. it helps us on in, in like when we went to when we went, I go back and do our Quiznos that we didn't really know the business side, but they gave us a template that we were able to take to the bank. Mm -hmm. And then we did, and you do that, and you hold that template today that you do. You and Justin work these models that when we were opening a new, whenever just our new restaurants, that you'll have like a good, better, best in a, in a pro forma, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the, the, the franchise business will give you that where it'll say, okay, you kind of fill in your numbers. It'll do your demographics of your area. Let's use a Jersey Mike's, for example, for God's sake, we're going to, because <laughs> Justin wants to buy one of them. Jersey favorite. Mike's, if anybody listens to that, have some, somebody call us from the Jersey Mike's. We're not even department. affiliated with them. Yeah, I just not. grew up eating subs there. He just and loves their sandwiches. Well, they're, yeah. and they're, and they're, they're coming to Texas. They right? are. So, like, you see them all they over just, the place, and it's kind of funny because they're popping up. Well, it's and funny it that smells we, like the one in Point Pleasant or Bayville. Yeah, Every time know, I travel, Jersey I'm like, well, there's a Jersey Mike's. I should get one. It comes says i do not want a sandwich let's try let's say this too kim's just not a sandwich person no, unless not. it's a quiz nose like <laughs> unless it. yes. it's quiz nose yeah she's just not a sandwich person sandwiches. but also you know when it it makes it so much simple when you go to the bank and you have those templates and then you have a brand behind you 
besides your mom and pop. It's like me and Kim wanted to open our wing place up and you go to a bank and say, me and Kim got this idea. We got, you know, we need some money. What's your pro forma like? Well, this is what we came up. What's your, you know, what name you call it? They're just not going to feel comfortable with that. But when they look at a franchise, they can look at the system and normally you get a lot of data from that too. So, you know, when you talk about that, you first got to find your interest and what do you like to do? What do you enjoy to do? Do you want to, I was telling Justin the other day, if if you're a tent guy, right? Yeah, I look in these books, and I didn't bring my magazine here. Me and Kim and Justin get these books all the time sent to us. Yeah. And it's Franchise Times, I think this was is. Mm-hmm. And me and you go to these conferences. We all go to these conferences, and there's hundreds of franchise businesses out there, if not more, that are all out there. And you find something to your interest. Like, if I'm a young guy and I like the window tent, there's a tent franchise, right? And it's easier to do to start that than it is to start your own business because they have a template. They normally have an online system where people can order like their, you know, their to get their tents when attended. Me, I have to look it up like who, who's tenting who's who recommends what. But it's a simple format. You go to the bank, get a loan. It's easier to get a loan. You can start your own business and follow the template, and they give you a book to follow, right? Yeah, and something that you you said that I really want people to hone in on is that there's opportunities out there for conferences and for franchises and and I, actually I didn't even know these things existed until like within the last couple of years but uh, yeah you can sign up and there's all kind of franchises that you can visit booth to booth and just see their business model and kind of you know yep. weigh in on on what their business looks like and what franchises are offering or they have offering yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that and up that's a quick Google search it is and you could find them all over there are different ones and you can you know used to in the days me and Kim found our Quiznos we went to the bookstore because the internet wasn't like it was today. And we yeah. just went to books a million and looked through books and, and stumbled across a couple of what we were looking at and just stumbled across Quiznos through a word of mouth type of thing. So that's a good, good concept with that to, or good idea with that to go look at conferences. Cause me and you've been to conferences and there's hundreds. And as soon as you walk there, boy, they're attacking you like, Hey, it's, it's like a flea market. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a bunch out there, but you know, you got to find out what you're interested in. Then you got to kind of find out the reputation of the business, right? So if you're finding mm. one that's, you know, like that's a important. Jersey Mike's, they're 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 a big concept. They've been around for a long time. There's one we looked at a while back that we we love to eat at our kids because there's one in College Station, Dave's Hot Chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, we walked in yeah. that place like, man, this is awesome. That's but we can't awesome. we can't open this place because it's a comp- competition compared to our Buffalo Wild Wings because I guess chicken. So, um, but then you go look at those you know reputations repetitions of the business right to see where how good a stronger as a company they are. And so if you're look, if I mean, if you're looking at a franchisee though, it's you know the the voice of the customer is great, the books that you might read are great, but I think where you need to pay attention to is the consumer behavior and just taking a look at the guests. And the best way to do that for me is not in a college course or you know in a book. It's going in there and actually seeing if people are enjoying the product. And I think a franchise system allows you to focus way more on your guest and way less on the back of house and the and those those yeah. types of systems. So like you all, and we talk about this a lot, it's like if I lived here, maybe it would run better. If yeah. that 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 piece of it is is super important. So I think one of the big pieces is you'll be able to, in a franchise system, really work with your guests and hone in on what their needs are and give them a product that, that they want and because you have all the tools because or most of the tools to, to get you there. Yeah, and I think, too, is that as you're looking for a franchise, it, it's important for you to align with the franchisor mm-hmm. as far as their vision. Like, yeah. what are their visions? Or is the vision of the franchisor to just stomp these individual places on every street corner 
is the are they more protective of who they're letting in? Are they letting in everybody? Because you know you don't want everybody to get in because yeah. you don't want a bunch of young business owners in in fluctuating a specific franchise because then you have no experience to draw on, mm. and and that's a big hurdle for for everybody to overcome. But if you have some more seasoned franchisees within the concept, to me that's what I look for. Yeah. Your neighbor's reputation will be a reflection of your reputation. Absolutely. So making sure that that's a really good point yep. that everybody in the system is kind of vetted and, and working. So it, f it does should not matter where you go. Yep. It should feel like the, the same, same Dave's same. Hot Chicken or Mike's or Buffalo's. Yeah. And those, if you feel like that, that's a business that would be, and I would recommend you, you know, taking next steps or, or doing more research on. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm glad you sure. brought yeah. that up because we're using our life experience as this. When me and Kim first got in our first Quiznos, um, you know, we wanted to buy multiple territories. And at that time, they'd only let you buy one for your first year. And you had to be in it for the first year to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. um, we thought, oh, that's a great way because you could find out, weed out the ones that aren't running them good. But then we were, you know, slapped in the face when they sold them all around us because we were yeah. doing so well for the first six months. People saw lines out the door and we were busting our butt you know, and trying to build this thing up. And then next thing I know, half these people are in there, eat, you know, some of the people eating lunch in there end up didn't, you know, they end up not in, not, not there to eat lunch. They end up in there uh, shopping it to buy the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then they sold yeah. these franchises around from us. And then, you know, maybe one wasn't run so well. And it was not too far down the street from us. And it, it, it hurt us a little bit, too, because they had a bad reputation of some bad stuff happened in the store. So be careful with that when you look at that. You know, one thing, too, you got to understand franchising, too. When you buy a franchise, they give you the support and training, too. They offer you that. They, they, they yes. send you to training. Me and you went to Quiznos. I mean, they made you like Quiznos it? University. Quiznos University. And you had to take like a five-day course, how to run yeah. the back of the house, how to prep food, how to make sandwiches quick, and you know, how to open the store to close the store. So it was pretty cool because we were new. We didn't understand any of that. And it really helped us get off the ground and understand the work ethic and what it really took to run. Because then we got to work side by side with existing franchisees that put us through this training. And you got to ask a lot of questions. You get to see the lady showed up every day, the owner. Yeah. She was there. And I was like, okay, this is what it takes. Yes. Okay. I knew at that point. Yeah. That was a big plus is yeah. that you get to it look for a franchise award that would send you to training and that um, they value the importance of training just like you do. Yeah. You know, um, on the on the aspect, too, is when you start looking at the interest, you start finding something in your market that you think that's it's it needs to be there. So as you're looking around, you find something you like. You, hey, this my town needs one of these. And then you start really dialing into it. And then you kind of start moving forward. And you got to really pay attention to the franchise agreement. Have a good pulse of the demand, though, before you sign the docs. Oh. Like, you really got to do a lot of research and making sure that the demand is there for that business, especially if you're going into, like, one of these one-trick pony businesses where, like, you only have one item or yeah. two items that you're selling. So pay a lot of attention and do most of your research. And it's almost like you want to just be so overwhelming busy and be like I just don't have that's where you should start feeling like it's time to to open the business but don't think that the demand is going to come after you open the business it, yeah that's yeah. that's and good Ben that's a unique um, position that franchise ors offer franchisees is that they have that S most of them should have that you know that uh, information to pull right. from absolutely yeah, yeah. Well, in this type of this is the type of market I'm in how is it doing in like markets and other places what's that yeah. demand look like yeah. what are their average unit volumes is it a top 10 percent or a bottom 10 percent yes. and those are the types of questions you're asking yeah and, and and you know it's important too to travel around go to the ones that you know the ones that 
that they're recommended to go talk to and then go ones that runs that they're not recommended to talk to franchisees. Go look in that store. So if you're looking at a concept and they have them in Dallas, go to Dallas. Spend the weekend with your family. Mm -hmm. Go sit in those businesses, whatever they might be. I don't know. It could be a lawn care business. It could be a tent business. It could be a, a sub shop. I don't and know. Go shop them as a guest when they don't know you're coming. Yes. Go, go sit in there as a guest and truly say, does this feel good? Is everybody around me having a good time? Or whatever the type of product is, are they happy with what they're getting? And is just like, do you feel like they're going to come back again? Yeah. I think that's important that you do that, you know, and you, when you say that. And then, then also, too, I would look at the competition, right? Mm -hmm. I would think that's important, too, is me and you a while back, we were looking at the brand Smash Burger, mm -hmm. which you still love. Love Smash Burger. They're a really good burger. But that was when the burger was, like, crazy. You know, you had five guys rolling out, Mooyah Burger, all these burgers. There was a lot of them, yeah. There's there a lot. A lot of it, so yeah. you got to think. Then then you kind of go back to the think like, okay, how many people live in my area? Are they gonna, They're not going to eat hamburgers every day. They're not going to go to five guys one day, then smash burger the next. They're going to pick a hamburger. Hey, let's eat a hamburger. Pick one of those places. So when you even chicken wings, you know, there's so many chicken wing places or what? What kind of atmosphere are you bringing? So you got to understand your competition and what you're bringing. And me and you decided not to do smash burger. Mm -hmm. And then they all started the burger chain started falling apart Yeah. because they were oversaturated. And I see that with the hot chicken business, too. You know, we go all over, especially big towns. You know, Dave's Hot Chicken. I like Dave's Hot Chicken. Our kids like it. We've yeah. been to some competitors of theirs, haven't we? We've yeah. traveled them all, and we're like, eh, eh. But they're all saturating the business, and they end up hurting each other more. So when you start looking at those, you got to pay attention to your competition. Um, one of the things, too, that I know we have to really, really pay attention to is your the legal part of it, right, and the compliance of it. If you're selling a place that serves liquor, or beer, you got to be careful. Is your markets available? Is there a liquor license available? Some states aren't like Texas. You can go get a, some states. You know, I think Jersey, you can't even hardly get a liquor license. No, that's like owning a big old home. They're like a million yeah. bucks, and it's a huge asset that sits on your books. And yeah. you know, someone has People to go sell out of business or die yeah. before you can get one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's a big market for that, but yeah, you just you, that's a big deal. Kim yeah. has to do like a big research on the liquor side of it to make sure. And there's a lot of complication part with that it's complicated right oh yeah it's not easy applying for a liquor license there's a bunch of hoops and things that you have to jump through that you make sure that you can fulfill before you sign up for a, a business that sells alcohol no doubt but um i lost my train of thought but i was gonna say what was i gonna say we were talking what were we talking about competition legal oh yeah for so yeah. new franchisees you know, when you're getting into this business of franchising, you want to make sure that you read through the FDD oh, and, yeah. and make sure that you know what you're signing up for. Because a lot of these times, you may want to sign up for um, chicken wings. Let's just say chicken wings. And you're you're tied down to where you can't go and, and buy Dave's Hot Chicken. Yeah. So you can't do chicken tenders. So if you're make sure you know what you're signing when you're getting into these agreements, because there are fine lines that you have to really pay attention to and that you're locking yourself down to this business. Yep. You may think so you want to run a chicken farm, too, and you're going to yeah. produce your own chicken, but you're going to find out you can't. can't You've got to buy it from only that vendor. Right. Yeah. So you you got to really know what you're reading. and But that's the beauty of it. They give it to you. They're, they're up front. Mm -hmm. All the franchisors that we've dealt with, they're up front. They want you to read it. They encourage you to read it. They encourage you to get some attorney to read it for you and to explain to you what you're getting into. Yeah, it's their story. It's what their percentages are going to charge you, what kind of training fees they're going to charge you. There's a lot of little fees in there that aren't up front when you start Googling it or just looking on the brochure. 
So you got to really pay attention to that and, and dig into that because, like Kim said, it, it holds you to it and it legally binds you to it. Yeah. And when you buy these franchises, I mean, you might sign a 10-year franchise agreement. You're on the hook like a lease for a franchise agreement. Yeah. We rented it out at Buffalo Wild whatever. Wings. We didn't we didn't understand this, but we with the hurricanes and, and delays, we opened a store a little late. And our first or second store, I can't remember, but we were getting charged royalty fees. Yeah. You know, because we didn't open up on time and they were charged us like, I don't know, it was like $700 a week or something. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So you got to pay attention to that. And I want to go back to the compliance part and the legality part because as soon as me and Justin go out in the road, we're like, hey, we found a new site for a Buffalo Wild Wings in Missouri City, for example. When we work on Kim first says, is there a church or school close to it? Yes. Because that's a big no no in Texas. You know, we pick about that because there's a business we know in our in our in, in our town that couldn't sell liquor, and they didn't realize that when they leased a spot, it was a, a, a closed down restaurant, so it was easy for them to get into. That the school was right behind it, and they couldn't get a liquor license because it has to be so far away from the school. Yeah, there's yes. a lot of compliance too, and not to jump in, you you have to pay attention to to things that might not even be your radar, like. Uh, I recently opened a small business, and if you were an existing business, you got grandfathered into all the laws of the land oh, or yeah, of, yeah. of your jurisdiction. But once you change the type of business, so if you're looking at a franchisee and you're changing it from a cell phone repair shop to a small mm -hmm. restaurant, your type of business changing, that's a whole different basket. So don't take for granted what you know that existing place has. There's going to be com new compliance and legality to what your new business is. So that there was a oh. lesson learned for me, but it's something to look out for. Oh, yeah. We run into that issue, too, when you, you kind of look at old shopping centers. You go into it, and you want to put a new store in it, remodel it. Well, this one didn't have a sprinkler system. Now you need to add a sprinkler system. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow, that's expensive, you know? Yeah. So you got to be careful when you're looking at all those. But that'll be in the FDDs. Those will be in your paperwork that you get, and there's a lot of questions to ask on that. You know, one of the things, too, I want to say, it's like your growth model, too. Look at a franchise system. That, you know, when we look at new franchises or new businesses, we want to look what's the potential not just to open one. We want to open five, you know, or whatever that might be, because um, and that's when you got to look at these businesses is is, is are you do you have an opportunity to grow in or are you just be stuck in one market? You know, because and when you're in a big franchise, yeah, it's great to have one. But, you know, when you're in a smaller one, you want to have multiples in there to make business. It's easier to scale. So when you look at these concepts, you want to find one that you can scale kind of quickly and, and grow into it, too. You know, yeah, you always want to have an avenue of growth. But just beware, because some of these franchisees are franchisors, rather, uh, they want you to sign up for like a five or ten store deal. But if you can't make that type of commitment, you're paying those fees up front and you're committing to those fees so just be careful you you do want an avenue of growth responsibly however make sure you are able to grow the path the path that you're signing up for that's right you always you know, preach that too and the, you know in the old days franchises would sell you one now it's like this is a three to five store package deal yeah you know because it's just like that you know it's like future sales they'll, they'll give you a time frame to open them and that's negotiable too you'll get incentives if you buy more, that's negotiable too. There's all the negotiables in there too. So, but that's important, Kim. You know, but I think when you go back and look at the whole brief synopsis, if you want to get in a franchise like that young mother asked, 
If you want to get in a business, find something you're interested in. Find if it's a need in your market. Look at your competition. Look at your financial needs. What's it going to cost to put down? We had a podcast on that a while back. Do I need a partner or should I do, do or, or not? Well, if you have the money to put down on a smaller franchisee, franchise system, look at it without bringing a partner. Then if you do, it's and it would be it's a lot easier, too, if those guys are out there. I'm on these calls all the time and these existing you know, entrepreneurs, these young people want to get in a business, and they're looking at a franchise, and they'll make comments like, look, I don't have the money, but I have the work ethic. I have the experience. You know, I have this degree or this work. This is where I came from. I just need an investor. And there's people out there all the time that yeah. will invest in you. Absolutely. So if you have a concept that you really like and it's got a niche in the market, nobody's there, but you might be missing a little bit of money of the side of it. That's the most important thing. I said, you always got to have money to make money and it, it, go out and try to find a friend, uh, investor. Cause there's people out there all day that don't want to put the work in, but that have the money or, you know, have, have, have got the income to help you support it and can get help you get financing. And then you negotiate that with an opening, you know, with a, 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 a ownership agreement, right. As a partnership agreement. Yeah, definitely negotiate because that can be scary as well. And yeah. pay attention to your people yeah. too. So just like from an ops perspective, you know, if you were able and you know blessed enough to get the financial piece worked out, you also have to really ask yourself, especially if you're interested in grow, do I have the ability to grow my people to run these things? Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're mapping that out and you're developing people. If you're running store one, you know, your store number two person needs to be developed. You need to learn how to develop and you need to make sure if you're going to be a, you know, a one store, you know, in my hometown, you're probably good. But if you're going to grow the business, you have to grow your people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a that's a huge, huge element And the franchise system will will help you with that and will provide tools. But ultimately, they are not going to provide you people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the something that's to, that's summing all yes. up there at the end is the, the people you put around it. We make these conversations all the day. It's, it's the 16 restaurants that we have. Um, you know, they're all running great. You know, when we had our Quiznos, they ran great. Me and, uh, you know, we talked about this. We had a location in Houma, Louisiana that, I don't know, got hit by three hurricanes. <laughs> but we talked about it. It was a, you know, $2.8 million uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. But I guarantee you, if I was a single operator owner lived there, it would be a $4 million Buffaloes. Mm -hmm. Because the owner, when you're involved, it's going to run so much differently. You know, when you step away, it's you're going to water down the system a little bit. So be careful with that. You know, commit to one, two. But then when you start trying to get bigger, it starts to water down. And you better have some good people and be in your stores. I see you over smirking. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, because I just, I, I've, I've seen so many franchisees in our area <coughs> come in and set up shop and then close shop. And and it's just sad because, yeah, you're buying a business, but you're actually buying a job. You are. And you've got to remember that. And until you're ready to scale and develop your people, you're in that business. Yeah. So you can't just open the door and then and go home. Yeah. And, and let other people run your business. You have to be actively involved in your business until you can create people that are like minded and think like you and operate like you and to be successful. That's why our original recommendation is like what you do, love what you do. We're excited when we walk into our business, even though it's tough work, even though it's grueling, even though we see things that are, you know, yeah. that are tough to deal with, but we're, we're excited about it and that, that will resonate with your people and that will, that, that's the type of business that you should be looking for. You, and if you show up and don't have a great attitude and you're not engaged and you're not involved and you're not putting in extra hours, it's gonna be really hard to get your people to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's important. You, it, I'm glad you said right. that. It's like, 
like a lot of people think just because they buy a, a franchise, they just put autopilot and let it run, and you just kind of sit in the back. It's not going to work out. We've seen that multiple times. We saw that in some concepts that we sold and just did not work out. You know, you have to be there and enjoy what you're doing. If you're not doing, if you don't really enjoy and want to be in your business, then I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't do it. I store mean, two will come. Yeah. It will come, but have so patience with store number one. Yeah. And learn your business. Learn your business. Learn because your franchise model is giving you the business plan, basically. You just got to get in there and put your touch touch on it and learn it. That's yeah. it. How do you make it extra special? Yeah. And if you're in there, you're going to make it extra special. Every single experience or every single thing you sell, you're going to be saying, how do I make this awesome? Yes. And if you're not in there doing it, you're trusting someone else who doesn't have stake in the game, who isn't making the no payment, who doesn't sign the docs. And not to say there isn't one percenters out there and a lot of really talented operators, but when you're starting out and you're looking at a business, you really yeah. have to make sure that in a franchise system, you're paying that eight cents for all those systems, but you're gonna gain some of that back by making it extra special. And ownership does that. Owner operators do that. Yes. And we try to do that all the time. Yeah. So um, I mean, we constantly, constantly are watching our stores, constantly watching the, the videos um, and, and paying attention. When 16, we can't be in the stores all the time. Justin was in my office this morning and or he was down in his office. Justin, look, look at Starbucks. We got a line out the door. There's 20 people there. We're, we're both like looking at the sales, looking at the hours, looking at the labor model. Do we need to add a third person? Yes, Thursdays are one of our busiest days. So we, we're adjusting the, the, the models, constantly working to give the best experience. If you reach out to us and tell us, hey, I was in one of your stores the other day and I waited 50 minutes for my food, we're looking at that. We're upgrading our systems. Matter of fact, we spoke to a guy this morning that said, hey, man, I don't know what you've done different at your buffaloes here in our hometown, Beaumont, but, man, the food is coming out faster. It's better. And he said, I was asking the manager, and he said, y'all, add some new computers. Yeah. Yeah, the KD units. And I was like, yes, that's that's what we Technology do. Technology and people. We upgraded, you know, yeah. with a great back of house, you know, really talented minded leader there. And then when we had that leader, we gave him some tech. And those KDUs absolutely make a big, you know, speed of service impact. Yeah, it's because that's the yeah. biggest problem in our business is, is, is speed units. of service, speed of service, speed of service. So, um, you know, I want to encourage all you guys go out there if you're interested. That's the biggest thing is take the first step. If you you, you got to figure out what if you want to do this and then take the step. There's a lot of people ask me and Kim, how did you get what you got? We took the step. Take the step. Take yep. the step if you're interested and go pursue it. Find every means possible to get your own business. Uh, it's the, the, the America is, is watered down than what it, the dreams used to be, but it's still there. You still can buy a business. You still can run it yourself. It might be a little harder than it was years back, uh, but hopefully it'll get better. And just work hard and bring your kids along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Our kids came along with our business ride, and everyone know how to cook chicken wings and talk to business now. So That's some of the purpose of this podcast. If you're looking to get into a franchise system, there's a lot of people out there and a lot of seasoned franchisees that – that want to help and we want to pour back into people who might be listening who might want to take that step i'd recommend the same thing it's a lot of anxiety it's a lot of money but there's a lot of great content people connections conferences out there that will help you be successful yeah yep they can change the world they, these brands right here especially that buffalo wild wings and quiznos changed mine and kim's life yeah took that step hey um thank you so much you two for your wisdom and all that i wish we could we could probably really if i didn't we didn't have a time cap we can really have a two-hour conversation about this and dive a lot deeper but um question of the day it's because me and kim came home last night and we we're excited to get home we got chapel kim had a big meeting we got home we turned the news on and watched the debate 
You so, mean Seinfeld? Yeah, it felt more like a sitcom than a, it, it a, a, a debate. What Man, in the world? It's, 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 this is sad. So uh, I want to get your two opinions. I want your opinion, and you'll hear mine, too, about the debate. Um, you know, Kim, um, what did you, after witnessing the last two debates, but witnessing where we're at for the election coming up, but they're not having a Democratic debate. I don't know why. I mean, they should. But the Republican debate was on last night. What did you think about it? Well, I did not really get anybody's viewpoint because they were constantly talking over one another, so I could not understand. It looked like um, several of them were paying, honing in on the, on the young lady that had broken English. It was hard to understand what she, the, questions oh, the questions that yes. she was yeah. asking. Yeah. So I could tell that they were kind of leaned in, like super focused on her mouth to, yeah. to understand the question that she was asking. So I don't know. They could have maybe displayed that in a, a, a more of a, you know, in a teleprompter, teleprompter thing, front, like yeah. what she was asking. So yeah. I thought that was kind of odd for them. And then. The other thing, just for me, is that when they were talking about public education, I feel like that is some of the our should be our focus. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, all these global warmings and all that other kind of bull crap that people are buying into um, here in the United States of America, while they're you know running the earth on the other side of the world, makes no sense to me as how focused we are and how much money we spend on this silly global warming thing. But anyway. Public education is something that we really need to look into because our general ed kids are suffering on a vine. Yeah. And um, it's it's pathetic and it's ridiculous. And, you know, they talked about not getting in bed with these um, teacher lobbyists and all this. It, it's absolutely true. Yeah. That they're ruining our educational system, trying to cram down our throat this critical race theory and all that other kind of bull crap. But um, apart from that, I thought was very interesting for all of these candidates is that they were the reason why they were trying to talk over each other and, and be louder than the next person is that they had to make a stance this debate because the last debate they were they were um, kind of put down that they weren't making standing up for themselves or standing yeah. up for their what they believe in. And they're looking for donor money, which yeah. I think is so pathetic in yeah. this country mm -hmm. that they have to treat other people rudely and disrespect their time on, on the uh, media because they want someone else to put money in their pockets to further advance their um, campaign. And I think that's disgusting. And they'll say what they, whatever they need to say to do that. They're tied to them, right? Yeah. They're absolutely tied to them. Yeah, uh... You're that right. was a lot to un so unpack right there. Really? Yeah. yeah you, Are you, you going to ask me who my candidate was? <laughs> yeah. Well, my candidate's not on stage. It's Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's because, and I'll tell you why. Because when I lived under Donald Trump's reign here in the United States of America, my interest rates were low. I didn't pay six dollars at the pump, mm -hmm. and I felt like my freedoms were protected. Yeah. You say that because we just got back from California and it was like six something a gallon. Yeah, it was crazy, and people ridiculous. were complaining like crazy over there, talking about it. And the whole state was, yeah, the city of, of um, San Francisco was just trashed. It was disgusting. Yeah, Th they should shame on you. Yeah, the the, the drug addiction is unbelievable there. Oh, um, it's the awful. gas is unbelievable there. Yeah. You made a lot of topics about <clears throat> you spilled your beans there for sure. Well, you asked I me mean, about po politics, yeah. and well, I'm going to give you my fair, <laughs> the, fair the, sharing. I'm, I, 
after listening to it, I, I'm, I knew you would come back at the school thing, you know, because public school districts or school systems is, is broken. Broken. It's, it's the funding's broken. Yes. The whole system's broken. The, the the departments of how you know either you know general ed, higher ed, special eds. It's they're all broken for all of our students, and mm -hmm. we're not focused on that. We're too busy focused on things that you know we don't need to be focused on. Yeah. You know, and and it starts with our kids, and it's so dadgum frustrating. Give us, give these kids a better education, Justin. I think that they say that, that you know, we're the what I don't even know the number, but like we're, we should be the top, you know, educated system. You know, uh, we should be. We should we, be. We but have we, the resources but to be. When you look at the funding and the what we pay these teachers, it's absolutely embarrassing. Oh, absolutely. That's I would want. I wanted to see Justin. I'm not stealing your time, but I wanted to just get on here and and say that. Uh, that I want to see more talked about that. You know? Well, when a manager can, oh, I got to say this, when a manager can make more at, at a Buffalo Wild Wings than a teacher can in a classroom teaching your our children, our future of America, that's that's terrible. When a teacher makes less than most everybody, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely it's 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 horrendous, and we're not talking about it. Yeah. No, the Democrats or the Republicans are not talking about it. See, I'm getting in my topic I don't even here. get to make a relationship yeah. with them, right, because yeah. they're not going on TV. But, like, I'm looking for who's real and authentic when I'm listening to them. And then I'm wired in just what we do in the SMART acronym, right? I want someone on stage to start taking some stands and give me some specific, measurable things that they can attain within reason with timestamps. I want to know exactly what you're doing, and I want some substance. And it felt like watching Seinfeld last night. There were glimpses of education where I was listening to DeSantis and talking about Florida and you know, universal school choice where I was like, yep, I agree with that. That's substance. That's interesting. Don't know when he'll do it or if it felt real. That was, I was questioning that. I thought there was a lot of interesting pieces to like energy that Vivek was talking about mm -hmm. that I feel like businessman mm -hmm. probably going to do it. Both of those things roll up into, I think Trump does it better. Yeah. yeah. And then I was looking at immigration and I'm just like 70,000 plus people I think was brought up. That was the only number that I heard all night of people dying in fentanyl. And I'm like, yeah, we, we absolutely have a problem we're all talking about it but nobody's giving me any substance on exactly what they're doing so i can hold them to the fire and in our business you don't get fired if you mess up but you at least have to give us the plan show us how you're going to get there and when you don't get there we coach you to do it better and better and better and better but we as americans i don't even feel like we know the plan yeah. and i'm sitting back going i don't know the plan but i know who runs good businesses and there's only really two candidates in my mind that run good businesses and i'm leaning more towards that um, and seeing if they're authentic, but on the other side of the aisle, I'd love to hear the substance. I'll listen to it. I'll watch it. But yeah, you know, I guess it's nap time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. That's where you're at. You got your guy pick. You're, you're still open. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm with Kim and I think I, I you know, I, I alluded to that. I, I'm still very much in the, the, the Donald Trump where I, I believe one of the most important core items to me is I do what I say I'm going to do. And I, I CYA all the time and I, and I hold that near and dear. And I do feel as though I want a president who does what he says he's going to do. And that doesn't mean I'm going to agree with every policy. But I know at the end of the day, to your point, like I feel safe and sound that the plan is going to be executed. Yeah. And that's the only person I trust. When I see the plan, it's going to be executed. And then I have to adapt to that plan, good or bad. Yeah. But I know what the plan is. 
a lot of those other people I feel like are going to blow smoke up our asses for the next year and a half yeah. and yeah. then get into office and it's be like, whoa, that's not what I voted for. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm still on the Trump fence until yeah. one of them can prove to me otherwise. Yeah. But I'm open minded to it. Right. Well, that's uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I get to hear all y'all. Me and Kim didn't really talk about the debate last night because by the time it went off, we were getting ready for bed and getting chapel in bed and we didn't get to visit about it. So well, you opened up and you opened up. It's good. Um. You know, uh, th- watching the debates, it's just, you know, I, me and we, we all talk politics a lot here. Uh, I was very disturbed with it. You know, I'm just disturbed of the, the like you said, there's no answers in it. And I think that's why the people are crazy about Trump is because he got up there and gave answers to the question. What are you going to do about this drill, baby drill? You know, <laughs> he just gave yeah. honest feedback. Um, now, is he blunt honest sometimes? Yeah, 100 um, percent. That's how business people are. Sometimes you, you speak the truth. I've been around some of these. We talked about this before. Politicians, I'm tired of the crap. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired of them. I mean, they, they all lie to me. None of them are honest. And it's like if I tell a little white lie, you've always like, Chris, you know, and you could catch me like, I mean, how many did, have you had two beers? No, I only had one. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Nope. You've had to. You <laughs> can tell these guys have no conscience. They yeah. will look you right, and all of them on those news channels, they'll look you right in the face and tell you something, and then the next day say, I didn't say that. Yeah. You know, and they'll cut clips and all this. It's sickening, but education is one of the scariest things in my mind. Mm-hmm. That our poor kids are, are are suffering, and we have no answer. That should be the topic of the very first topic today. We talk about. You know, everything else on here that shouldn't be talked about right now, the kids, the teachers should be number one topic. Um, And then on another thing, on another front, too, it's like when you look at like we talked about franchising. I try to look at these candidates today like DeSantis. I kind of like the guy because I go back and look what he's done in Florida. Yeah. It's like a franchisee. Can't ignore it. It's like franchisee. Okay, do I want to buy this concept that has never opened one yet Mm -hmm. and hasn't done anything? Or do I want to buy this one that's – I can go look at its track record and look what it's done. And you could see his – how it's ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's blunt, blunt, too. He'll tell you that this. He tells you that. I mean, he's not trying to sugarcoat stuff or lie to you, I feel. I'm sure there's some to it, too. But then you go look at these other people like, Christy, what are you doing? All you're trying to do is do a platform of tacking Trump. But what have you done in the past? I am not buying that franchise. (laughs) You know, I'm not buying. Nikki Haley, I liked you until you came out last night and got vicious again. I went back and watched this Ronald Reagan thing in the back where it says, be nice to all, like, don't say anything negative to Mm -hmm. to Republicans. Don't say anything negative to anybody. Yeah. Why do you have to say negative? I just want to hear positive. You know, well, so again, she was trying to make a stance for herself. She was. She was trying to win on that. And I like and I So my my two favorites, of course, you know, DeSantis, I like his because I look at Florida, what he's done there. I see people moving there. We were in California this week, saw multiple people that live in San Francisco, that live in the areas that are like um, we tell them we're from Texas. First, they'd, you know, pick with this and say, y'all must be from Texas because your accent is like, y'all, yeah, y'all. And um, they, they were like, yeah, we're trying to get there, too. And these are young people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we have no state income tax. So, all right, no, we've already looked at that. Yeah. And it's it's sad because when, like Kim said, we drove down San Francisco streets and see the drugs. Oh, it's terrible. It is unbelievable. If you've never been there, oh, my. And it's they're not showing that on TV. Heck, we're opening a store in Houston right now. And every morning, our cl- our team has to go outside. And, and, and the other restaurants are in the same shopping center. Business have to shoo 
um, and they're not homeless. They're 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 drug addicted, and they get in the they get in the trash. They build forts out of the cardboard, yeah. and every morning we have to go up there and clean up their mess mm-hmm. and shoo them away. And it's sad. And they're not homeless. They're drug addicted people, and it's and we're not talking about the fentanyl. You know that's something else. that's a big problem. So yeah, Desantis. DeSantis, the, I, I kind of your I, guy. That, I think that's my guy right okay. now. I like Trump too. Uh, believe me, Trump. But I just, you know, I feel like we talk about this a lot too. That I feel people get out of their when they go vote that day. Some of them can care less. They just go vote against Trump, you know, because of the negative that they spun on him, you know. And and I and I, like I said, I, that's just my that's vision. Wild to me. And it's, it's just totally you ask people wild. like, hey, where are we at better today or four years ago? I, I don't know. I feel like four years ago we were all better. We can do all much better. That's the thing. I feel like we need a candidate right now that can really turn the ties and bring us back together as a community and a world and a people that are proud to where they live, no matter where you came from. You you do you follow the laws, you do it right, and we're proud to to hold our flag. Right now, when I see people not wanting to hold our flag, what broke? What's broke? You know, I'm sorry. I grew up in poverty. I grew up on food stamps. I pick about trailer parks because I grew up in one. I, you know, graduated late from high school, two years late, didn't go to college, but I'm still proud that I, I did something. Yeah. And I want to instill that. Like I said, I want to instill that. I want to run with one of these candidates and, like, just be their, like, you know, spokesman somehow. I think Netflix should come out with, like, a special on every single one so you can, like, get to know yeah. them, learn their history, all of it. It just, I, I don't know. If you're going to go vote, you should, it, you just, you know, no different than watching the new Star Wars or the new Netflix episode. You should be, like... You know, d- doing that research and making your vote count. And as someone who admittedly, when I was younger, didn't pay enough attention to, to what the actual impact was, it's worth a little bit of research to That's good. make sure your vote counts. They do the but hard like, knocks. Yeah. Why can't they yeah, do like it? Hard Why can't they follow these people, follow each of them, do a documentary where it's a true documentary of each person and not how Fox wants to spin it or CNN wants to spin it or who or how the media wants to spin it for you. It's like, you know, you watch these, you know, reality shows. This guy's not a bad guy, but they wanted to spin him to be bad, you know, because he said one thing. And so I think that'd be great. That's awesome. Netflix do that. Glenn Beck actually talked on that about that, doing that on Blaze TV, about bringing in just one or two candidates at a time. And just getting their their yeah, views and talk. their politics and and what they want to do as president, um, I think that's a great way to really for the for us as citizens to know the candidates that we're voting for. But to be honest, Chris, that's not what um, these news medias want. They mm-hmm. want to put on the circus. They want people to to be um, blindsided by the circus and be wrapped up in the circus. So they, they, they can the get negative. you emotional. When you go to the polls, they want an emotional vote instead of an educated vote. And that's that's what they're trying to poke. You know, it's funny that you say that it is, because if you go watch our reels, we had a conversation about this today. If you go watch our reels and things that our guys are posting, the more negative comments, the more it opens up. Oh, yeah, that's what they want. The Mm -hmm. more positive or just thumbs up or likes in the positive they, they, they push us down. It's like, that really helped me out. Yeah, we're not going to blast that out. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and that's, that Let's goes let in, everybody know. That goes YouTube, all of them. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. The more negative we get, it's like, it blows up. And the reels go crazy, 100,000 views in them. But then if they're positive, they don't. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's man. That's just sickening in the world. So wild. okay. Well, yep. hey, uh, th- this question gotten a lot longer than I thought. Normally, did like a five minutes into this, but uh, got some good content in there. But hey, guys, thank you so much. Franchising. If you're looking at it, go do it. Study it. Go to conferences. Get in the books. Get in the in social media. Look them up. Study them. Find one for you. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate your time. Y'all have a good day.